0: gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the Get Sort of Podcast. I am your host and fearless leader, Patrick McBride, agency owner and founder of the McBride Agency in Dixon. And today we are joined by Mr. Eric Baker uh, of Grizzly Garage Doors.
1: Yes. How are you doing today?
0: I'm fan-friggin-tastic, my friend. Good, So the Get Sort of Podcast, uh, if you don't know, is all about hearing the inspiring stories of local business and community leaders and understanding what helped them or or how they got started in their business and what passions have driven them to their current state and whether that's that same business or their current positions inside of our community. So today we're going to hear from Eric who is a second generation business owner of Correct. of one company. Like you've got an inspiring story, man. I love to hear the generational part and knowing your dad like that's some really cool stuff. Yeah. Uh from someone who didn't have anyone before me, like we're we're that person. So I'm super excited to hear Good from you, man.
1: I'm glad to hear. It. I can't wait to speak about it. Yeah. Uh it's kind of been a lot. A lot of things going on. Um, learned a lot from my dad, and yeah, I can't wait to tell it. So, so
0: shout out to Rusty. Yeah, I, I don't know if he'll ever hear this. Is he a podcast guy?
1: No, but I'll show him. Yeah, yeah. good. Yeah, good. he'll hear it.
0: Like, <laughs> like now he knows I said shout out to Rusty on the internet. Yep. Yeah, I'm the good old interweb. So, uh, before I get started on the questions, like I've got a couple that I'm going to ask you that that I'm I'm asking everyone really, but. Before I really get into that, like, take me back, where did you get started? Like, so I let's start there. Like, how did you get started in what you're doing? Like, take me back, kind of tell me who you are, where you came from.
1: Yeah, so originally started out of uh, Arizona, Gilbert. Um, I was eight years old at the time. My dad, he's been um, in and out of uh, jobs. He's always been good at sales. He's had uh, a lot of little businesses growing up. Um, I think he was at 16 years old, he had downtown Sterling, his own arcade, 16 or 18 years old. He had his own arcade there for a little while. Are you serious? Yep. He's just kind of always dipped into it. That's kind of something he's always been passionate about. And uh, he stumbled upon uh, a garage door company, got into sales with them, and he said, hey, I can do this. And uh, we kind of started out there. And I was, like I said, eight years old, going to customers' houses, sitting at their kitchen table, watching my dad. You know, sell. Um, watching the reactions from the customers on certain things, and that's kind of where it all stemmed from. I so. So I'm, I'm
0: gonna pause there. Like you were six, you like you were you were young. Like exactly. I've got an eight year old now, like third grade. Yeah. So you were you were six, seven, eight years old, mm-hmm. sitting at people's houses watching dad sell stuff.
1: Oh yeah. Like I mean, and and you were paying attention to the sale. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because we didn't have the game boys. I was excited, my dad, for my dad to have a business, and I was all about the win, and and you know seeing how he closed deals. And, you know, I was all for the business. So I wanted him to, to get a sale and I was watching it. So.
0: Dude, McBride kids are slacking. (laughs) Like they're not sitting at the table watching me sell stuff, getting super excited.
1: I like it. I've always been working with my dad. I kind of, uh, attached was attached to his hip since I could remember. I'd go to work with him even before he was doing that, um, working with other jobs, uh, rental places. I would go and sit and I'd drive the tractors around whatever you know i'd always work with them i was always staying busy with them that
0: is awesome yeah that is awesome yeah like i'm fired up at that man
1: yeah i mean it's got its good times you know it's in it but it's also you know being father son we also get into it sometimes and but it's quickly diminished usually within 15 minutes and it's oh i love you and this and that and we get back at it are you huggers Oh uh, no. Or are you like this really. but like I
0: love you dad like and no, then you just move on.
1: I'll hug him and squeeze him just kind of joke around with him and wrestle around with him yeah. pretty much. Does he hug back? No. <laughs> he says I love you but he doesn't okay. hug back. That's good. That's <laughs> good.
0: Um so tell me so before we go any further like what do you guys do? Like what is Grizzly Garage Doors?
1: Yeah, so we're uh, a garage door company. We uh, we service, sell, um, repair all garage door makes and models. Um, we install them, sell them, um, anything garage doors and garage door openers, accessories. Um, we do, that's what we do.
0: Okay. And then, so for anybody local listening, like what's your area? So like, cause our office, our office is in Dixon you're in Sterling. Sterling, What's your area?
1: Uh, from Morrison to even all the way up to Chicago, we'll install doors. But as far as, uh, servicing, it's generally like a 30 mile radius, you know, all the surrounding local towns and. And stuff like
0: okay. that. Okay. So like sock like Sock Valley. Sock Valley proper, area. Yep. Right. Okay, yes, cool. Sir. Uh so you you started off real young watching dad run a business. Mm-hmm. What was the thing that said, I wanna do this too? Instead of starting your own thing or going out and getting a job, getting a nine to five, taking a paycheck, you know, what was the thing that said, you know, what voice inside your head or when did that happen that said, Eric, you're gonna do this too?
1: I guess was it was just following my dad. I mean, it was just kind of how I was raised and watched him. I kind of followed his own footsteps and I've worked for other companies and other businesses. And I've always wished like, why am I here? I should be out there. I want the freedom. I want the flexibility. I want, um, to be able to get stuff accomplished. And that's just kind of always been my drive. Working for someone else to me is just, uh, it's not a bad thing, but it's just, School was never really my thing. Um, I feel that yeah. I resemble that. Yeah. So it, it school was rough because I was always thinking about other things. Yeah. You know. Um, and I I've kind of always felt it inside of me that I wanted to do something for myself and build something. So. So
0: what? What were some of the things? I guess what what is the biggest hurdle that you may have come across, especially like when you started jumping in, outside of like maybe working for dad or working for the business dad owned. Like when you started taking things over. What's been your biggest hurdle?
1: Well, I'm going to take it back a little bit to Arizona. Um, Probably the failures. Um, And the one big failure was the business around right before the recession. If you weren't a big company back in Arizona and getting all those track home deals and hundreds of deals or whatever, if you were a small company, it was really hard to make it through. We didn't make it through, so we kind of moved us back here. I was 15 years old. And moved us back here and it was just a huge defeat it was kind of like it's nothing against my dad or anything it was just a hard time yeah but it was a huge defeat I went from going from everything you know all the stores around me all my friends uh halfway through my sophomore year in the middle of the winter right before Christmas and coming here to this small town I said what are you doing why'd you do this to me you know in the cold in the cold it was terrible and uh you know uh, that was a huge thing and that stuck around for me and actually for a while there kind of resented garage doors and anything about it because it tore in a way you know my life up a little bit um now I look back at it I wouldn't change it for the world kind of got past all that um, we were doing it for friends and family for a long time I got a job at the prison here uh, as a correctional officer I uh, was there for nine years and business started picking up uh, we started getting more calls from friends and family I kept going. I said, dad, let's just do this again. And, um, kind of went from there.
0: So how long have you been up and running again?
1: Uh, five and a half years. Okay. So like 20, yeah. five and a half years official, but since yeah. Okay. Yeah. 2018. Yeah, official. Okay. That's when I left the prison. I told, told my wife, my then girlfriend, now wife, uh, Hey, I want to do this. And she was kind of freaked out because she saw the pension. She saw the money. She saw, us getting married, having a family, and she wasn't about that. And it was very hard to uh, convince her.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Tell me, let let me talk. let's focus in on that. Like, talk to me about this conversation. Like I'm, I'm, I'm your wife. You come to me and you say, Hey babe, "I'm girlfriend, right? Girlfriend. Were you engaged at the time? No. No. Uh,
1: yes. Yes. We were engaged.
0: So, so we're engaged. We have a commitment to be together forever at this point till death do us part, good or bad, rich or poor. Yep. And you come back and say, Hey babe, I've, I've got a good job. I'm going to leave it. I've got a great pension. I'm going to walk away from it yep. and I'm going to go do this thing that, that we've already done once yep. that that clearly, and this is not a, the, you know, we all try and right. sometimes fail and try yeah. again. Yeah. But like you, have you, you, you've done this once that maybe it wasn't successful and I'm sure that had to weigh in her mind. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh yeah. How'd that conversation go?
1: Uh, it didn't go. I mean, (laughs) we, we tried I I tried to explain to her how much, you know, I was really passionate. I really felt that this could work and and make it happen. And she wasn't having anything of it and, you know, and I understand. And it finally took, uh, unfortunately I kind of just stopped talking to her for a couple of days out of like, you know, this is what I want to do. And you know, doesn't, it doesn't it it seems like sometimes when it comes from other people, she hears it a little bit different. And yeah. that's kind of what happened. I was at work one day and I got a text saying, Hey, honey, I'm I'm for you one hundred percent. I'll back you up um with whatever you want to do. I'm here for you. Yeah. And what it was was well, she was going through nursing school at the time and she was with one of her instructor instructor instructors, sorry, uh that was a psychologist and she said, What's kind of what's one of your worst fields uh, you see as patients and she said correction officers and she was telling the stories and it kind of put in her head like understand yeah. like maybe i don't want him to be there too she, long so she
0: saw the downside of your career
1: yeah and what it could yeah. potentially be or whatever you know it does affect a lot of my friends and people out there and yeah um i felt like you know i had a great great uh family as far as working within the in the prison uh just the environment nine years i was kind of seeing the other way and I had the option that place traps you kind of if, uh, with the benefits and the pay, if, if you don't have options, you're kind of stuck there, Yeah, you know, and it kind of eats people up sometimes. So, so,
0: so she saw the downside mm-hmm. of, of that, right. The, the mental fatigue and the, and the toll it takes on, on your psyche in that role. Yep. And she came back and said, you know what? Okay. Uh, I was against this now I'm for it. And a hundred percent. So, yeah. and, and I know, I know your wife, right. And enough yeah. to go, she's a hundred percent behind you. Yeah. Like how, how did that go? Has she ever wavered on that? Has she been your ride or no,
1: die ever since? 100%. She's That's been with awesome. me all the way through. So, um, I'm 100% supportive. I couldn't have asked for anything better. So, and it was after that text, the next day I walked into my major's office said, Hey, uh, don't put me on a post. I'm going to do my own thing. And he shook my hand and said, uh, good luck to you. And thank you. And that was it. So, so
0: you didn't like have an exit plan. Like give me 90 days. Like you were out.
1: Nope. I was gone. Yep
0: hot shit.
1: Yep. I, uh, yeah, I mean, some people will do their two weeks, but in a place like that, you don't really, anything could happen day to day in, in in those walls and you don't want to take that chance. And I had this clear out and I was taking it. So it was definitely, I was definitely on cloud nine on the way home that morning.
0: So note, note to all the folks out there listening, right? So, so the 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 one party of a family unit that says, I want to go try something new and exciting and scary. Mm-hmm. And the other party, right, doesn't have to be the husband or the wife in whichever role here, right? It could be completely opposite. I know a lot of ladies out there that that run their own businesses and their husbands are a hundred percent for it. Yeah. But having the other person to, you know, I think there's two points there. There's two lessons to learn. One, let it breathe a little bit. Mm-hmm. Right. Danielle did not get it right away. Yeah. Right. She didn't, she didn't just hundred percent attach it to attach to the idea. Like she had to come around and find her own reasons. Correct. So, so you letting her breathe, Yeah. even though you're like, I'm just not talking about it. Like <laughs> I know I'm going to do this. Like we're going to find a way through this. Yeah. Uh, But letting her breathe and letting her figure it out on her own. Like she then she owns it now. Yeah. And then when you made your decision, like you went for it.
1: Yep. Yep. So, so no that was, back. that was in 2018,
0: 2018. Yep. So what, uh, I, Obviously, I think like the failure part. I think you're right. Mm-hmm. Um, we're are we're one year into a brand new venture inside of our office. Yeah, right. We're we're six years old. Matter of fact, February first, we celebrated six years of being an agency. But we have started over. Yeah, completely at five years and three months, or five years and two months. We just shut the doors basically Beautiful. on on one brand and started over mm-hmm. with another. And and while we didn't fail there, we were afraid to do it again. Yeah because maybe we wouldn't be successful. Mm. Because maybe it was a you know I think we all get kind of roped into that or maybe maybe we don't. Maybe it's just me.
1: No, it's right. a it, well, I mean uh, the majority of people that want to be successful they're they're afraid and it's just what you do with it.
0: Yeah, I got roped into that um that imposter syndrome, Mm -hmm. right? So my wife is, is going through a master's program and she tells me imposter syndrome is not a real thing. I'm like, yes, it is. (laughs) I'm like, you know, she's the diagnostician. So I I would trust her if you're listening and you know, my wife, trust her, not me. Yeah. Uh, But I, (laughs) I have felt for a long time, like even at our, our highest level of success Mm -hmm. that I have felt like I wasn't good enough or smart enough or capable enough that as I sit, even at this table, Mm -hmm. having this conversation with you and we're hoping to, to build confidence in those out there. Yeah looking to start their own business or encouraged yeah to transition you're not Cause, alone because you weren't young right right how
1: old were you uh 28 you're 28 so yeah. you
0: weren't you weren't super young but not you weren't old either right? right that's not yeah you're you're fixing to start a family like you're, you're yeah you're it was down.
1: a lot of five uh just as i told you not too long ago uh last year was kind of the hardest physically mentally emotionally and it got really low like just kind of what you're talking about am i made for this am i doing this and um Am, should I be doing this? And uh, I finally realized like what was going on in the last five years. I left a good job, uh, got married. We're on a third kid. Um, actually, tomorrow we're welcoming what? the new one to the world. Yep. And why are
0: you here today? Like that, like, I feel double blessed now. Business. Like this <laughs> is
1: <laughs> this is fun. I'm glad to be here. So and you know, coaching. I'm you know assistant coach for the varsity line at Sterling High School. Um, a lot has happened in the last five years and I kind of thought about it. I'm like, okay, like, yeah, you've done a lot in the last five years. Just relax, gather your thoughts and get going. And, um, you know, going back to your failures and stuff, like I look at those failures as almost blessings, something to learn from. Um, and that's, and also going back, like, that's one thing I kind of had in me since I was little is like, I wasn't afraid to fail because I was always watching my dad whatever he had to take care of, whether it was getting a bill paid or whatever, he found a way to do it. Um, He was always, he took risk and I watched how he failed at some of them and how he accomplished a lot of them. And that kind of instilled in me to do the same. And that's kind of what I'm really thankful for. Um, Don't be, you know, I'm not afraid to fail. I'm, I I love, I welcome failures as a learning opportunity and going from there.
0: That's, I think if anybody out there, even myself, I think if anybody can grab that one nugget, mm-hmm. you don't have to listen anymore. Like you could, you could turn this off, walk away. And I think you've learned everything that you ever might need to learn Right? is don't let your failures define you. Exactly. Don't, don't be afraid. And and I'm not that guy. Yeah. Uh, I am afraid of failure. Are you? I am driven by the fear of failure and oh, have yeah. been, yeah. uh, and, and, and I'm not saying it's healthy, mm-hmm. Uh, my therapist will tell you it's not healthy. <laughs> uh, my wife will tell you it's not healthy. She's not like they're not the same person. Like I have a real therapist. yeah. and a, and a real wife who is is a therapist, like you would just uh, I, I believe in that. yeah, but i I am driven by the fear of failure and the fear of not living up to expectation. yeah, um and learning how to drive myself and learning how to overcome those pieces, even in, like I said, even in some of the, the greatest successes we had, we were one of the fastest growing agencies inside of our national brand.
1: Beautiful.
0: Right. Yeah. And and I felt like I was an imposter, like I was faking it. Yeah. Like I didn't know enough. I wasn't smart enough. Maybe I didn't know the policies well enough. Maybe right. I didn't know the customers of the product or the, the claims process well enough. Yeah. Uh, we, we've never had a customer leave us because of any of those things, Right. you know, somebody gets mad. Okay.
1: It's the million things that'll tell you to stay away or not do anything yeah. that's getting in your head, yeah. but, uh, gets into everybody's head.
0: Yeah. I, I think the, the, uh, the philosophy we have adopted over the last, you know, 11 months mm-hmm. has been uh ready, fire, aim. Mm-hmm. Right. So even before I'm ready, like I have to take that step or I'll never make it right. Like this podcast included. Exactly. Right? We, yeah. We definitely said, Hey, I want this done and I want it. I want to publish. Uh, as a matter of fact, if you're listening, like we have celebrated our one year anniversary in our agency because that was, was, this is kind of my one year anniversary present to myself to be able to do this. Yeah. That was a goal we wanted to do for years. So we're, we're publishing this after we've been open for a year, but we knew that it was going to take some time and some prep work. So we said in late 2022, we said, Hey, we're going to, uh, we're going to do this. Mm-hmm. I need, by this day, I need the the studio done mm-hmm. by this day. I need the recording software and mics and all the lights and everything set up to be able to do it. Right. And then we're going to release by this day, so we kind of just had to make a goal and go. Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, and I, I had to set the goals, and then we're like, okay, now we'll make the plans. Yeah. Because I wouldn't have done it if I, had that analysis by paralysis, right? Mm-hmm. And you have experienced that.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, like yep. that's.
0: Uh, it's not my personality. Like people who meet me don't think that. Yeah. But man, I am freaked out by change <laughs> and by failure. Like yep. I am. Uh, I'm afraid I'm the I'm the dumbest guy in the room every time I walk in.
1: Well, you're not. I don't see it that way. So that's good. Yeah. That's, that's, I'm hiding it real <laughs> no, well. You're Thanks, doing man. good. You're doing real good. Thanks, man. So, yeah, so.
0: Um, let's let's go on to like what has there been a specific or a significant moment in the last couple years, or maybe even in that decision to go out on your own again? What's been the biggest or, or most impactful decision to grow Grizzly?
1: I don't know, just kind of just anything and everything is whole, just keep going. I guess going back to the failures, everything, my family, um, uh, my dad's looking at, he's getting a little bit older. Um, I kind of, it's kind of hard to bring up new things with him. He's kind of, you know not that youngster where the, these new different ideas that I throw at them are are not so exciting. And Rusty's
0: still pen and paper when he does Yeah, quotes, he's pen isn't and he? paper. He yeah. wants
1: to and then he's he's he wants to get on a beach somewhere. So that's kind of what I'm working at. Uh just kind of his age and everything. That's what I'm working at on getting the the business structured structured and uh getting it prepared for for me to go 100 by myself. Okay. And and kind of grow up from there. So
0: so, and you guys, you guys do this as a family. Like this yeah. is not an Eric and Rusty thing. Like you've got other family members that work with you.
1: Yeah. So yep. t- how's that? Like
0: I, I love, I've got two brothers and three sisters. Yeah. And and I wouldn't work with any of them.
1: It's good. But. Um, It's definitely good. It's got its moments, just like with me and my dad. I feel like when, when you got your family there, you can kind of express yourself a little bit more, sometimes not in a good way. Uh, compared right. to what you would with your own employees, you know, um, you want to be 100% positive with all your employees, kind of get them going, be the coach, kind of get them out there. But with your, your, your family, you s- they sit at the same table as you or did. Yeah. And you kind of, it gets tension sometimes, you know, and then, um, but just like family, we, we get past it, we move on and, and, and we, you know, We, we know what each other's goals are or what my goal is and that my vision and they're in it with me. And, um, that helps a lot.
0: That's awesome. So I, you hit something there with, with dad and with rusty, right? So Mm -hmm. I I just like the name rusty. (laughs) Like I really do. So I'm just going to keep saying his name. Like he's going to be more popular than you are by the time this is over.
1: (laughs) Um, He's the man.
0: So (laughs) he is the man. When you, when you talk about how he's, he's got the old school mentality, right? Mm-hmm. I, I know he's pen and paper, yep. right? Like he's given us quotes yep. and they were pen and paper. Yes. Um, how do you transition your business from something that's worked? Right. And, and there are a lot of guys out there that say, you can't do pen and paper anymore. It won't work. It never worked. And, you know, I can be more efficient with technology, but yes, you can, Right. but you see every day that it can be successful yeah. in, in one with one, uh, execution.
1: Well, it's, I mean, what it basically comes down to is the vision. I kind of, uh, you know, in the last five years, I've been reading books, uh, talking to mentors, other successful companies, um, in the country and kind of seeing how they do their work. And not only that, just talking to you, you're very, uh, you're knowledgeable on the tech technical side of apps and computers and iPads and all that stuff. So, that really helps. It's just having that vision, kind of making things in with the times, with the technology, um, and just kind of going from there. I know I see what my I want to provide my techs out in the field to be able to provide the customers um, more options, all right there on a tablet. Everything else and just better workflow.
0: So how does that how does that work from from that end? Like I know insurance is not cool. Right, I, well, to to the average person out yeah. there, like I think insurance is super nerdy and super yeah. cool. Like yeah. I, I, I nerd out on policy documents and policy languages, and um, we actually, you know, so we're doing our we're doing our 100 videos in 100 days. Yeah. And just today, we started really diving deep into coverage levels on cyber policies. Nice. Uh, and one of the biggest differences out there that that no one really notices with with cyber specifically is you can have a million dollar policy, but it's a reimbursement policy. Mm-hmm which means Eric or Grizzly has got to pay a million dollars out of pocket. And then the policy will reimburse you a million dollars. And there's another policy who might be within one, 2% of the overall premium Mm -hmm. or maybe five or 10% more, but it's not reimbursement. It's pay on behalf. Yeah. So it's going to pay you it's going to pay those expenses on your behalf and not wait for you to spend it and then reimburse you dollar for dollar or a million dollars. I don't know a lot of business owners that got an extra mill laying around. No. And if they do, they didn't need the policy anyways, right? That's There's right. some self-insured mm-hmm. sides there. So like I, I love the nerdy side. So when you say apps and technology, like I use it to leverage my inefficiencies yeah. and my inadequacy. So how does that work inside the the service base or or, you know, because you're out there doing work. Like this is not... Yeah. This is real work. You've got to go and you've got to put up a door.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, it kind of it's just it's a lot of it's for the customer themselves, um, not just for the company um, to make them feel a little bit more comfortable. Sorry. Make them feel a little bit more comfortable um, at their own home. We we let them know who's coming, uh, which tech, their name, um, when they're going to when they're coming. And they can also see, you know, how far away they are. Um, they can leave reviews, just, just makes them feel a little bit more comfortable at home. Okay. Um, once we're there, um, we're able to give them options, option A, you know, whatever it takes to, to make, you know, their financials a little bit easier. Like if they would and make their door work a little bit better, you know? Okay. So,
0: so making sure that they're comfortable and having them, I think this has been a theme um, in these conversations has been the experience for the customer is different. Mm-hmm. It's not a product necessarily that you're working through in that workflow. It's more of the, the end users experience with your company. Right. So it doesn't matter if I go out and do a door or, or Timmy or Billy, or we're going to call Jim Bob right now. All your people are rednecks <laughs> other than me. Uh, like, so Jim Bob's out there like throwing up doors. Yeah. Uh, he's, you know, you know, Susie customer uh, is going to have the same experience, whether it's Jim Bob or me. Right. All of that is sort of kind of that process and workflow is, is made so they can have the same experience no matter what. Giving Correct. you better control over your brand. Yep. Dude, that's incredible. Yep. I love it. So what would you think? What do you think outside of process or technology? I mean, maybe those are maybe those are the answers. Like what sets you apart from other other garage store companies? Uh, and maybe not even that. Like what sets you apart from from other businesses out there? Like why is Grizzly so exceptional in in our community?
1: Um, I think uh Rusty's a big part of it. You know, he he goes there and I hear all the time that they like he's just such a nice guy and they like talking to him and stuff. Um our just our will to to take care of the customer, our will our will to get out there. Um we we came into this with people that have been around for a long time and I don't know if they got complacent. I'm not saying they're get, they're they're good companies and um, we we just got that hunger to get out there and and show the this area you know a different way of service um trying to get there the same day um being honest and and doing good work um just kind of showing you know bringing back arizona to here you know makes different it.
0: i think you just made it all made it all right there like just do good work yeah do good work show people you care mm-hmm. At the end result doesn't matter if it's a garage door or, or a dentist, yeah. do it, good work and show people you care.
1: And, and it, the people here make it really easy. Arizona was a lot different. I mean, um, you're dealing with a different environment over there. Um, you got to hope you get paid or, you know, they send you a bill because it's just, there's so many people out there here. It's everybody's just very nice, very kind. Uh, we haven't had any issues, knock on wood with, with payments or anything like that. Um, it's just a different environment in this area. And I, I put a post on my Facebook um, saying, you know, I, I wouldn't want to have a business anywhere else. And it truly does make a huge difference having a business here.
0: Hey, you guys just got named number one or, or was it Reader's Choice? Uh, Tell me more about that. You know what I'm talking uh, about. The
1: Reader's Choice uh, for Sock Valley, favorite Um we took first and favorite garage store installer. I know exactly why, area. but yeah. Thank you. Dude, that's huge. I'm <laughs> yeah, so happy is. for you. I'm so, uh, I, I mean, appreciate it, it. It.
0: I saw it and I sent you a text. I, t- it right? t-
1: I was so shocked. I, I seen that. I saw the email and I was like, what? You know, it was very, it was, it was, it was awesome. It Whoever was you paid moment.
0: off, man, <laughs> yeah, they, no. uh, let
1: me know. <laughs> no. <Nope>. Like, well, <laughs> I'll, <laughs> all, I'll slip them an extra tr- 20 next year. I for was our so name. shocked. I was really shocked and, and so grateful for it. And, uh just pushes me even more. So
0: that's awesome. Isn't it? It's interesting though, right? When you, when you start, you want to do these, there's, there's a lot of motivation, right? You've got, you've got three kids now. Mm-hmm. You've got four coming.
1: Three. Well, I've got two, three, two, two, three, three okay. coming. Yeah. So how old are they? Uh, Auburn just turned four. Elliot is two and a half and I can't give the name out yet. Okay. We got it. I mean, Danielle got a little secret going got a here. a secret. Tomorrow she'll be coming. Okay. So,
0: so, You've got three Super under the age of five. Correct. So you started a business, got married, had three kids mm-hmm. in the first five years. Yep. And moved. Would Yeah. Right. You moved about a year ago, yep. new house. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're looking at all of these changes in your life. And so all of the therapists in my life would tell you that any major change, it takes your body and your mind and your psyche about two years to really fully become, um, I'm not sure what the words are here, right? But every two years, like every major life change, it takes your body about two years to adapt to that new scenario. So you've gone through three to four major scenarios: job change, marriage, one, two, three kids, uh, starting a company. I mean, you're talking. Yeah. You've taken you've taken a couple years off your life here, but (laughs) would you say the motivations from the front end have have changed, or do you think that maybe they have just not changed, but grown,
1: grown, okay. definitely grown. Um, they've added, you know, cause you get new additions to the family. It's yeah. just every, you know, I want to give as much to I can to each individual kid. And it just adds more. Yeah. Um, another thing that has really made it easy in the last five years is working and alongside other business owners in the area yourself. Um, Dakota Hagerman, he, he has the gun range in the American, I'm not trying to drop, you know,
0: no, I love that dude. Yeah, he's, he's a good dude. I love that dude because he's, he's getting he's into our gun range. He's a, like, yeah.
1: he's a workhorse, you know. And seeing yeah. that, I mean, he he did a lot of things in a short amount of time, and that's kind of inspiring. Inspiring to see, and just working along. I got a, a friend that I talk to in Arizona every day. He's growing a huge landscaping business out there. Um, It's growing really good. Same age as me. Um, that's inspiring too. That kind of helps me going even when I'm down. I can call, you know, my buddy. I talk to him every day. So, uh, I can talk to you. Um, that's, you know, that helps a lot.
0: Yeah. You so, to those times. You know, first off, if you know, if Dakota, if you're out there listening, we would love to have you on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, just your story is incredible. Mm-hmm. Like where you, where you, and and I don't know where you came from. So if you're listening and I'm talking about your story, come and correct me, please. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the fact that you've got the the gun range and now you've got another story here in Dixon now, and in the growth and what you've been able to accomplish, like in really niche industries yeah. and really difficult things that I would assume that were hard to break into. Yeah. Uh, because I I I I fancy myself a student of business. Uh, I'm probably not as good as I think I am. <laughs> Uh, you know, like I said, I think I'm the dumbest guy in every room I walk into, which is okay. Yeah, means I'm in the right rooms yeah. uh, for the most part, as long as we're speaking the same language. But I, I would love to hear more about him, but man, there's the so
1: many out there. I mean, just in, in and my age, like it's, you know, we've had these, what the baby boomers or whatever, had all these businesses around here for a very long time. And you're starting to see a huge change in the age of business owners. You got George Lopez, um, uh, another one we work with is Manhattan. I mean, there's so many that I get introduced to doing garage stores, you know, whether it's for their shops or the age is changing, you know, yeah. it's definitely kind of a huge turn of events in, in a positive way here.
0: I think that we are on the cusp of, or, or maybe not even on the cusp of anymore. I think we're starting to transition and, and that, that change is happening for the cultures and businesses mm-hmm. and the age of the entrepreneur that's actually being successful in our communities. Yeah. I think we, we we're certainly far enough removed from major metropolises that uh, we may not see it as fast as, you know, Chicago or Dallas or LA. Yeah. Uh, But we're, we're starting to see that shift here local. Yeah. And I, I don't know that I could be any more excited to be a part of what's going. And Mm -hmm. I'm probably not one of the, I'm definitely not one of the younger business owners here. Uh, But, My my mentality is always very young. Yeah. Maybe I'm just totally immature for my age. (laughs) I'm bald, I'm gray, I'm fat, I'm I've got 20 year old children and you know, like you've got a four-year-old. I have got a kid in college. Yeah. And it's crazy. Like
1: Well, you seem young to me, so
0: yeah. I don't know, man. It's it's uh I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. (laughs) If
1: I had any more hair to pull it, I I would. But I feel that. Yeah.
0: I resemble that remark. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I think as we as we kind of wind down here, tell me if there's anybody listening or if anybody walked up to you on the street and said, Eric, what can I do to take that next step in an idea I have or a business I want to pursue uh, based on what you've done and seen in your own perspective and application and what what Rusty's done and what yeah. you've been able to watch him do? What advice would you give them?
1: Uh, definitely take, you know, learn your industry as much as you can, but also learn everything about business as much as you can, whether it's the accounting, uh, the business, getting your business plan really going. That kind of affected me when I started. Uh, when I left the prison, I felt like I would be perfectly fine. Um, I, I I thought to myself, I know everything about garage doors. I know everything about sales. I can do all of it. We're going to succeed, uh, which, you know, we're not not succeeding. But what I found out is I didn't know shit about business as much as I thought I did. And what I did was in the last five years, instead of having that business plan like I should have um, and really taking like writing it out and getting it going before I 100 percent started. I worked backwards the last three years, like I said, talking to my mentors, visiting other garage door companies, uh, successful ones, and just learning that it kind of put a three year kind of hold as to where now I'm finally at the point where I can get in the business and start growing it the way I want to. So, um, really I would say is, is learn as much as you can about the business, your business plan. Um, and then, you know, get comfortable with that, but you're never going to be comfortable. Just take that leap and just go.
0: I think one of the the biggest things that I've ever taken away from any conversation I've ever had is uh, because I, I'm the guy that's never happy. Mm -hmm. No matter how good I'm doing, I'm like, we should be doing double. Because yeah. I think I wrote down, actually wrote on a sticky note and I stuck it on my computer. I'm not a sticky note guy. Yeah. Like we're, we're virtually paperless office, yeah. but if you, if you were to go back, you know, six years ago and look at my computer, it said specifically, uh, it actually said on there, um, there's somebody out there doing more yeah. with less. Yeah. So I was always the guy that wanted to do more. And the fact that I didn't have things mm-hmm. was never an excuse, right? Whether it's technology or the phone systems or the leads or yeah. you know, um, you know, obviously in a small market like we're in, there mm-hmm. are only so many people. Yeah. Right. There are only so many, you're only gonna get a certain percentage of the business no matter how good you are. Right. You know, there's somebody out there doing more with less. Exactly. And and taking that mentality and kind of running with it. But
1: that's a good way to go. Yeah.
0: Celebrating successes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. And I think this is. Um, I'm not going to fall over myself here. Maybe I will, but like what I have seen you guys do and accomplish. And even over the last year where you talk about how it's been a tough year for you. Mm -hmm. Like I, I met an Eric Baker who was excited and running a business. And then you, you made a change in your activity to Mm -hmm. focus in on that business because it needed you. hundred percent. Yeah. You didn't just keep running based on who you were and what you did. Like you didn't rest on the successes you had. Yeah. Like you made, I watched you make an investment of your own uh, of your own, of your own effort.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. Not just time.
1: Yeah. It was, it was mind, everything, yeah. mind, time, everything. Uh, I needed, uh, the business needed me 100%. Um, and I, and I went in on it, so kind of had to take care of things and that's the, the way it is. I, as far as I, as much as I wanted to do other things, you know, be involved with other, these other programs and, uh, coaching and stuff like that. I, I kind of had to put everything to the side and say, Hey, my business needs me. Um, I've got a plan. I've got a vision, and I'm going to stick by it. That's
0: incredible, dude. I think you're an inspiration to to really anybody who may who may hear this or see you in uh, our entire community. I know that big things are in front of you. Uh, I know that the Sock Valley is probably not the end of this. You've got plans to grow. Oh, yeah. Like, yep. tell tell me, like, maybe maybe give this. You know, talk to the future a little bit. What's a three to five year plan for you? Uh, and and whether it involves Grizzly or maybe expanding, buying other agencies or, or businesses, what are you looking for?
1: Definitely uh, getting more into commercial. Um, that's kind of a huge you have to have a lot of uh, uh, machinery, everything like that. There are guys trained. Um, I want to go more in commercial and expand. I mean, once you get into commercial, you can expand north, south, east, west, anywhere. Um, the, the main point, the main thing is building a strong base at home first with everything. Once you got that build, your efficiency with your vehicles, your 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 inventory, your business plans, your system operations, then it's go time elsewhere. Um, so hopefully within the next three years, we can get out of the Sock Valley or expand beyond the Sock Valley area. But until then, it's building that strong base. So.
0: I'm excited, man. I'm, I'm excited to watch it. I'm excited to even, even witness the success like that to me is, is thrilling to see people and, and to see the effort that you've made and the direct result of your action. So uh, I am going to try to finish these off in the, in the great words of, of, of a mentor that has never met me in my life. Like he doesn't, he maybe knows I exist. Uh, But uh, the wisest words he ever said was success comes from action. So get out from behind your desk, get off your ass, get off your couch, get out there and go make things happen. Right. Go out there and be the man that your kids think you are. Yeah. hundred percent. Right. Like, like I know, I know right now your little four year old looks up to you. Like you're the biggest man in the world and you're just their hero. Right. Yep. Just as I did my dad. So see, dude, I can't wait till they're six and seven riding along shotgun with you selling garage. Stores, oh yeah, slinging, slinging uh, spring sets and all this cool stuff. Yeah, dude, that's. Too yeah, great. I can't wait you can bring them in my office mine are just going to play video <laughs> in the corner I think
1: well let's hope they go that. let's hope they continue so
0: yeah that's awesome man thanks for being here uh, if anybody is looking for you or wants to connect with you uh, professionally whether just to ask some questions about how you did what you've done or uh, wants to connect with you on a professional level to get some, some work done how do they connect with you
1: uh, well we're online on Google uh, Grizzly Garage Store on Facebook Instagram um, you can call 815 815- four four one three two seven six we're out of sterling
0: not not on the snapchats
1: uh, a little bit yeah. i, I kind of control that but it's not yeah i need to get more on that so. i don't i, I don't do much with, with the snapchats i want to do tiktok
0: see we we've got a tiktok presence we make stupid videos yeah yeah that's what i want awesome man thanks for being here i'm so glad you're here thank um, you i'm excited for you man good luck out there and for everybody out there listening Thanks again for tuning in to the Get Started Podcast, where we talk to local business owners and community leaders about how they got started. And I hope this will help motivate you to get up there and get started.